This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried begging you for money. Give me money to make more. Uh, Cut, take two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried saying to you, give me money. I want money. Just give me money to make more Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. It costs money, believe it or not. You're over there saying, but it's so cheap and amateurish. I know that. But it still takes money. So it's patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. And there are rewards in it. I can't even say reward. Rolling. And there are... Cut. And, you know, like signed posters... And, uh, and I'll, some, some of you, if it's enough money, I'll roast you. And, uh, there's so much, so much. But it's patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Give me money! I'm Gilbert Gottfried. I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and once again, it's Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. It is indeed. So Halloween week, happy Halloween! And I wanted to do a little. Uh, we thought we'd do some horror film stuff. People have been okay. saying, "Why don't you guys get back to talking about movies?" So I thought we'd talk about some horror movies. But first, a little uh, a little housekeeping. By the way, did you ever find out the uh, name of the song from the Leslie Uggins? Uh, yes, I think I, I think I said that on a previous one. But anyway, that's Leslie Uggams had that show, the Leslie Uggams show. And right. she used to do a bit called Sugar Hill, I think it was called. Yeah, Sugar Hill, which and, is also the name of one of the movies I'm going to pull out on you today. Oh, and, and I'm pretty sure... They were singing Sugar Pie Honey Bun. Oh, that's the one. Okay, you did say it. Is it Sugar Pie Honey Bunch? Oh, maybe it's Honey Bun. I think so. Sugar Pie Honey Bun. <laughs> that's the one. You know that I love you. Can't help myself. I love you and nobody else. Da, 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 da. I would like to market the Gilbert Gottfried alarm clock. <laughs> Wake up to your favorite 60s hits. Uh, A writer named uh, Wyatt Doyle, a listener named Wyatt Doyle, sent us a book. He sent one for me and one for Gilbert, too, and I wanted to mention it. The Last Coloring Book, which is very, very strange. Uh, Illustrated by a guy named Jimmy Angelina, uh, who's terrific. 
And it's a, how do you describe this? It's a coloring it, book. It's actors and sing a line from their movies. Yes, it's very, it's Barbara Stanwyck and there's Walter Matthau and uh, Ernest Borgnine and our favorite Rod Steiger oh. and Willem Dafoe and uh, God, just everybody is in here. And uh, it's very, James Coburn. It's very. Oh, and I saw Vincent Price. Vincent there. Price, yes. Mar- Martin Scorsese's mother, I believe, oh. Catherine Scorsese, and Peter Sellers and Jerry Ger- and the King of yeah. Comedy. And uh, it's very, very interesting. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a coloring book for mature readers. I love that on the back. It's a coloring book with uh, lines of dialogue and their favorite movies. They're Sammy. Um, so thank you for sending that to us. He sent one to me and one to Gil. Jimmy uh, Wyatt sent it, but Jimmy Angelina and Wyatt Doyle are the authors. Very, uh, They thought that would be up our alley, and it is. So yes. for Halloween, I thought I would pull this list out okay. on you. This, is, this was suggested by Jonathan Winchell, who's a, a researcher who helps us with the show sometimes, and he's very helpful. And he directed me to this website called Gizmodo. Do you know this site? And an article by a lady named Cheryl Eddy. We're going to give her credit. And this is called uh, the, the 30 Weirdest Horror Movies of the 1970s. Okay. And as soon as I saw this and John said it and he said, I think Gilbert will love some of these. Now, most of these I haven't seen. Yeah. But I have this weird feeling you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're listed alphabetically. So starting at the top, and we'll see how many we can get through here. And this will be a, a maybe a Halloween two-parter if we do too many of them. But uh, starting with, of course, one we've talked about on this show, The Abominable Dr. Fibes. Oh, from yeah. From 1971. Yeah, that, that we've seen. Yeah. But yeah. We've talked about it. In fact, I gave you dialogue from it to do the uh, price comparison with Dana Gould. Oh, yes. When you guys did matching Vincent Prices, which I think people are loving. Um, how do you explain Dr. Fibes? Uh, He's an organist who has a car act, who's disfigured yeah, in a car it, accident. It's kind of like that basically Phantom of the Opera right. type premise. With a revenge yeah. motive. Yeah. Where he decides to to take revenge on the doctors who failed to save his wife's life, and and did it also have like Robert Morley? Uh, it had I Terry Thomas. Terry Thomas. Yeah, yes. and, and Joseph Cotton. <laughs> a very very strange film that spawned a sequel. It's it's it, it's Price at his campiest. Yes. Yeah, and and at his goofiest, the, the fetching Caroline Monroe. Oh my God! Played yeah. Mrs. Fibes. And the director was Robert Fuest. And we've talked about it on the show. It's very, very strange. Uh, and spawned a sequel, Dr. Fibes Rises Again. So we did a whole mini episode about that one. You can check it out. Where can we find two better hemispheres without sharp north, without declining west? My face in thine eye thine in mine appears and true plain hearts do in the faces rest you know a film from 1976 called alice sweet alice with brooke shields I remember, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV. Mm-hmm. And this was Brooke Shields when she was like a little kid. Yeah, it's called a, yeah, they describe it here as a proto slasher movie. So I'm gonna, we're going to put this out too, I should say, to our listeners, because Paul Rayburn is not here to do research this week. So anything you guys know about these movies or any memories you have of them, post them and send them in. Um, here's one The Asphyx 
from 1972. Does this ring a bell? No. A British horror film. This tale follows a Victorian-era man who realizes his primitive camera has captured images of a shrieking spirit that takes the pole of a uh, this that takes the soul of a person who is about to die. At the first sign of death, it begins a cry of torment that drives the dying mad. The aspects, more than a myth, more than a maybe. A smudge, and another one, here, and finally another here. Gentlemen, what you have seen, what we have recorded, is the soul at the moment it departs the body. What a premise. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It starred Robert Stevens, who played Sherlock Holmes in Billy Wilder's The Private oh, Life of wow. Sherlock Holmes. Here's a film called The Baby from 1973. Um, here's one I know you do know Bad Ronald. You remember this TV movie with Scott Jacoby? Oh, geez. About a kid who's, tra- who's locked in a basement wall. He's kept in a basement wall by, by Kim Hunter from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> you don't know this picture? It, it was a movie of the week. It It's so funny because it just seems like that premise has been used so many times. Yeah. Like the Twilight Zone. Right. Well, she got caught. She got trapped in the... In, you're talking yeah. about when the, when, the, when the little girl gets trapped in the wall? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But this is... I'll give you the... the Kim Hunter of Planet of the Apes uh, stashes her son in a secret room so he won't get caught after he accidentally kills uh, a classmate. But then mom suddenly dies. And the boy, Ronald, lurks within the walls of the house even after a new family moves in. So he becomes a creepy peeper living in the wall. Dabney Coleman, your favorite, John Fiedler. Wow. Scott Jacoby. It was a a made-for-TV, I think, ABC movie of the week. Bad Ronald. Oh, this I have to see. I thought you would know this one. Wow. Okay, so write us in about this one if you guys know it. Uh, the Corpse Grinders from 1971. I know the title. Yeah. Uh, how about Count Yorga Vampire that with was Robert like, Quarry? Yeah, that was an English yeah, AIP. picture. And, and it was one of those where, like, Back then, they figured if you were a vampire, you were a count. Right. And you always had a cape and a medal. And, right. You know. This one uh, is interesting because it, it, uh, it fought to, uh, to avoid an X rating because it was, uh, it was apparently uh, very graphic uh, and, and took, according to this, this author here, uh, took its cues from the Manson murders. If, it's sort of like if Manson was a, a vampire. Wow. It was made in 1970. Yeah, Robert Quarry was the star, and uh, the actor who played Van Helsing. This is interesting to me. Roger Perry uh, was better known as Joanne Worley's husband. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun trivia. Uh, I thought you figured you'd seen every vampire yeah. movie made to date. How about Day of the Animals from 1977? Jaws unleashed an av- uh, unleashed an avalanche of horror movies about rampaging wildlife. And this one involved the thinning ozone layer that turns animals into, uh, in this author's uh, words, the author's of, the words of Cheryl Eddy, uh, crazy kill beasts at high altitudes. And not familiar with this movie, did, was there some mayor or rich person <laughs> stopping them? 
from closing down the park or I'll beach tell you, I'll or tell you who was in it, probably. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen was in it. Oh, great. Uh, he dies shirtless in the rain while fighting a, a grizzly bear. Michael Ansara. Oh, Remember wow. Him? Yes. And the married couple of Linda Day George and Christopher George. They used to be in everything yeah. back then. Yeah. She was on Mission Impossible, and he was in The Immortal. Oh, my God, yeah. And... I remember after Jaws, there were a million of those. There was Grizzly. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, like yeah. the deadliest Jaws Well, there was Piranha that Joe Dante did. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Then there was that other one. There was Orca with... the Killer Whale. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yes. Sure. Dino De Laurentiis. And, and uh, there was one where the monster was in the sand. And, and the blurb for the movie was... Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get to it. Was that Blood Beach? It could be. <laughs> could be. I think I saw that in the yes. 79 cent theater. <laughs> okay, so here, let's see. Uh, we're to the Day of the Animals, 1977, Leslie Nielsen, Linda Day, George, Chris George, and Michael Ansar. Do you know a movie from 74 called Devil Times Five? Wow. Yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with that one either. No. It has to do with, I don't know, it has to do with piranhas. Here's one I know you know because you've talked about it at length on the show, and that's The Devil's Reign. The Devil's Reign. Oh, my God, yes. yes. Ernest Borgnine, William Shatner. Right. And and one line by a masked John Travolta. <laughs> yes, indeed. And and when that movie came out, I I think uh, Saturday Night Fever was nineteen seventy five was the year. Yeah, of the Devil's and Reign. So there were theaters showing that as John Travolta in the Devil's Reign. Right. And he's there in a monster mask, and he yells blasphemer, and that's his whole part. And Van Borgnine, I've never seen it, but despite your urging, and I will catch up to it. Uh, Borgnine was the heavy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think and William Shatner Shatner's was the hero. Sheriff. Yeah, he yeah. was the hero. Directed by Robert Fuest, who made Abominable Doctor Fives. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah, yeah it was a fun movie, yeah. and the Devil's Reign makes them all melt. They, all their faces melt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This author describes it as spectacularly nuts. Yeah. What about a movie called Eaten Alive in 1977? Toby Hooper. His follow up to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Know that one? No. How about uh, Empire of the Ants from uh, 1977? Was, was that Charlton Heston? No, Joan no. Collins. Joan Collins. <laughs> Joan Collins. I think in there or in some movie. Based on an H.G. Wells story. I, I'm not positive. It could have been that one where they were trying to figure a noise to come up with. And the guy was in the commissary. Uh-huh. And he was drinking a Coke. And he was stirring the straw around in the crushed ice. And he thought, oh, great. <laughs> they recorded him stirring crushed ice. And that was the sound. Of That's the, the memory yes. that you have. Talk, a toxic spill uh, turns harmless ants into giant monsters. Based, based, on, based on an H.G. Wells story, Bird Eye Gordon. Oh, wow. The man who gave us uh, the, the title of this, indirectly gave us the title of this show. Joan Collins fights giant mutated ants. Well, that's another subgenre, which yes. was animals, not not only animals that you said follow Jaws, 
Yeah. But tiny animals growing. Yeah. It's like, and it was usually radiation. Right. <laughs> right. Well, what about the, it's companion film, Food of the Gods. Oh, from 1976. Marjo Gardner. Correct. The, the phony uh, preacher who, right. who did a film exposing all the tricks. That's right. Yeah. Boy, he'd be an interesting guest for oh, us. Oh, he would be. Marjo Gardner. And we're still working on Bird Eye Gordon. By the way, Mr. Big, B-I-G, production. It was a Bird Eye Gordon, Food of the yes. Gods, based very loosely based on a story by H.G. Wells about oversized chickens, rats, wasps, and worms. And I guess it was radiation. I remember these advertising on TV in the 70s, but now, I was now, not. Now, I, I remember. Too young to go see them. I used to, like, sometimes read those classics illustrated comic books. Yep, yep. And I think I asked my mother... To send away, because they had one of Dracula. Uh-huh. And they they accidentally sent me one of Food of the Gods. Really? Yeah, I wanted Dracula. <laughs> what did you do with it? Yeah, I don't know. I wish I would have saved all of There was another one with Shatner. There was a TV movie. Um, I used to write a, a, a one of those bad uh, uh, horror, horror host shows. I wrote a show called Commander USA's Groovy Movies yeah. that nobody oh, remembers. If, 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 when I first started, when I was first trying to get into the... Writers Guild, and we we wrote a show based on uh, Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh remember, my God! Do you yes. remember this one? Where with Adrian does, Zemed? And doesn't that end with the basically the whole world covered in yes. spider web? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed it does. And if anybody within the sound of my voice remembers Commander USA's groovy movies, write to me. How about a movie called Frightmare from 1974? Frightmare. Yeah. No, that doesn't do anything for no. you. No. How about from uh, Larry Cohen, God Told Me To. Oh, that was about a serial. Correct. Yes. Yeah, with Tony Lobianco, Sandy Dennis, an actor you've talked about, Richard Lynch. Oh, wow. And a very, in a very, very small role, Andy Kaufman. Jeez. How bizarre. That is. Now, Larry Cohen, who's a guy we got to get on this show, who not only made this and It's Alive and The Stuff. And uh, he did all the trauma. No, no, no you're, that was that's, Kaufman. That's Kaufman. Kaufman. That's Lloyd that. Kaufman. Larry Cohen did uh, Q, the uh, movie with the pterodactyl oh my on top God, of the Chrysler Building. Michael Moriarty, Michael Moriarty and David Carradine. Correct, but he uh, and and oh well, who was uh, I I think it was Samuel Arkoff was producing. That sounds right. That sounds right. And and somebody, I oh I think the story is, uh, Roger Ebert. Went to the screening of Q, and he liked Michael Moriarty's performance, and and he said, uh, he said to Arkoff, he said, it's it's a brilliant method performance in the middle of a pile of Drek, and Arkoff said the Drek was my idea. <laughs> That's great. That's great. David Carradine. This thing has been. Prayed back into existence. Michael Moriarty. It was big and there was something in it that looked like an egg. But it couldn't have been an egg. I mean, there aren't any eggs. There's no egg that big. Richard Roundtree. What I want to know is, how the hell is this tie in with the murders and the mutilations? Candy Clark. What are you going to do if someone dies tomorrow, or the next day, or the next day? Well, I'm not going to think about it. You know, it won't be my fault. It'll be theirs if they don't give me what I want. Money. 
One million dollars in cash tax-free. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast, but first, a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I'm going to get through these fast. Oh, well, Larry Cohen is, is uh, relevant to this show because he was uh, Coronet Blue and the Invaders. Oh, my God. Well, Larry Cohen wow. credits. So we got to get him on. Yeah. He's, he's around. How about House with William Catt from 1977? Oh, was that where it was like from like they had like cowboys there, old gunslingers who I, are I think so. Like rotted ghosts and stuff. I think so. Uh, with Yeah, William Catt from uh, Carrie. And, and the greatest American and hero. And more importantly, William Catt, who played the John Ritter role in Problem Child 3. There you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Larry Cohen for in 1974, It's Alive. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. There's only one thing wrong with the Davis baby. It's so alive. alive. <laughs> make up, uh, make a menace of teeny menace effects, she writes. Uh, uh, Cheryl Eddy, uh, was created by makeup of makeup whiz Rick Baker, who would go on to win seven Oscars. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, so funny, Rick Baker, brilliant makeup artist, and he did. Oh, he he also did Octo Man. Yes, Octo Man. Which which <laughs> I guess, like I gave you that. Yeah, if if a two year old did that, you'd say. <laughs> This, a two-year-old should know much better makeup I, techniques. I think Octoman was on that box set I gave you. Yes. Here's one. This is another made-for-TV uh, movie of the week. And we should do a whole yes. show of, of movies of the week. Oh, the ABC yes. movies of the week because oh. they keep coming up. Ba, 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 da, yeah. da, 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 da. I brought up one the other day, Andy Griffith and Savages with uh, Timothy Bottoms. It was oh, the most and, dangerous and game. There story. was a movie of the week called Dr. Cook's Garden. Yes, I know that one. Yes. But do you remember Killdozer? Killdozer. With Clint Walker. The and, title, it's good And already. Neville Brand. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was about a bulldozer that goes on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was based on a true story. This is yes. based on a, novel, a novella by a Theodore Sturgeon, who was a respected writer. Uh, it's it's uh, she describes it as the only movie ever about a bulldozer that goes on the killing spree after it's possessed by strange forces emanating from an alien meteorite. Okay, I'll go along with that. <laughs> so there's there's a, how about Night of the Lepus from 1972? Oh, those those little wolf kind of. No, this creatures. was about giant rabbits. Oh my god! With Stuart oh, Whitman, yes, yes, yeah, killer bunny rabbits. Stuart Whitman was the king of those films. For he was a in a lot of bad stuff. Oh yeah, Stuart Whitman is he gone? Oh yeah, I I kind of think so. Unless unless he's home right now listening, <laughs> which would so. make it horrible. I hope so. Yeah. I used to get him confused with David Jansen when I oh, was a kid. Oh yeah, they were sort of similar. Yeah, get me a Stuart Whitman, David Jansen. Yeah, they type. had that kind of voice, both of them. I thought you would know Night of the Lepus for sure. Janet Lee. I remember the poster. Yeah. That's another one of the what she describes as a nature strikes back flip. Oh yes, with killer yes. bunny rabbits. DeForest Kelly's in it. How could you not like it? Uh, how about Psychomania from 1973? This is the one about the biker gang that comes back, commits suicide and comes back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> With George Sanders, of all people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, this film has, has resonance for me because and, it was— And George Sanders wound up killing himself. He wound up killing himself <laughs> and leaving a note yeah. saying, I'm bored. Yes. I was bored. Uh, members of a biker gang who call themselves the Living Dead 
uh, commit suicide so they can come back as undead soldiers of Satan. Co-written by my former uh, film professor, Arno Dusso, who I have mentioned on the show. So there you go. Psychomania, who also wrote The Horror Express. Oh, wow. Which I mentioned when we had John Murray Kelly Savalas. There you go. Is Peter Cushing? Peter Cushing did that one. Is Christopher Christopher Lee Lee there? Yeah. Yeah. How about Shriek of the Mutilated? (laughs) (laughs) This is a Yeti movie. (laughs) (laughs) I just love these. Do you know this one? It it just seems like it reeks of great special effects. Uh, well, yes. Well, Gizmodo writes, uh, sometimes a Yeti movie isn't just a Yeti movie. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it was made for $20. Uh, I think it's about students being threatened by a Yeti. Again, <laughs> we got this off this wonderful list. I haven't seen – I've seen very, very few of these. I thought for sure oh, yeah. you would who would watch anything. Yeah, I, oh, thought I you, will. I thought you would know some of these. Boy. Uh, so if you know anything about Shriek of the Mutilated, uh, Night of the Lepus, Killdozer, write us. Here's one, because you've been talking about Sugar Hill. This is a exploitation gangster zombie movie <laughs> made by AIP, oh. American International. Uh, not to be confused with Leslie Uggam's version of Sugar Hill. You know what I was trying to remember? Yeah. The Black Exorcist. There was a Black Exorcist? Yes. I remember the SNL sketch yeah, with Richard they, Pryor and Thalmus Russellala. Yeah, but there was like this black girl, and it was like her name was the name of the picture. Oh, so if anybody knows that one, write us in. This and, is, and, of course, they had Blackula, and I think right. they even made Blackenstein. I t- <laughs> Well, Kevin Darty was in here trying to convince us there was a Black Hollywood Squares. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't remember Blackenstein. Of course, no. uh, Blackula. Oh, yeah. With, was William Marshall? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about a voodoo queen who uses zombies to take revenge on white gangsters, which sounds good. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's why this one is interesting. Z- an actress named Zara Cully was in it. And she was better known as Mama on the Jeffersons. Wow. She was that old woman, George Jefferson's mother. Not Wheezy's mother, George's mother. And I remember in, I think it was in Blackula, that uh, Elijah Cook Jr. pops up. Yeah, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's in that one. Do you remember, uh, let's see. uh, Well, we've talked about this one, The Thing with Two Heads. Oh, with Ray, uh, Milland. Ray Milland and Rosie and Greer. And Rosie Greer. Would you want to explain the plot of The Thing with Two okay. Heads? Okay. To the unenlightened? <laughs> uh, Ray Milland is a very rich racist. Right. And <laughs> He's dying. And, and a he's dying racist. Dying, right. And he needs to have his head sewn on someone else's body until he takes over the body, and then they cut off that person's head. Right. So he has the good fortune... <laughs> Rosie Greer's a convict? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although he uh, he was uh, innocent. Oh, he was innocent. So okay, good. So you can root bad for, him. for him. Right. And um, he gets sewn on Rosie Greer's body. Right. Which must not smell until <laughs> the end of the day. Rosie Greer was like 600 pounds. Rosie Greer and, was president of the RFK assassination. And, and uh, the, it, it's like the, the special effects here was basically Ray Milland holding his chin on Rosie Greer's <laughs> shoulder to right. look like they right. have two heads. Right, right, right. With Rick Baker in uh, as a gorilla. 
Oh, one wow. Of ma- one of many appearances of Rick, yeah, he Rick Baker. Yeah, he loved gorillas, Rick uh, Baker. And, uh, and this one is not to be confused with when we had Bruce Dern on the show. Oh, yes, the thing, the incredible the two-headed, two-headed transplant. transplant. Now, which one came first? Oh. That's a good question, because I've only got a date on this one here. The thing with two heads, yeah. 1972. Rosie Greer, who was a football player and present at the— uh, uh, grabbed Sirhan Sirhan and, and, after, oh, the, yes, after RFK yes. was shot and, in the pantry. And I think Rosie Greer knew how to knit. Needlepoint. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was famous for needlepoint. <laughs> the publicity materials. Not, not many football players can break. Nope, them. but Joe, Joe Namath wore pantyhose. The publicity materials warned audiences of seizures, fainting spells, and cerebral hemorrhages. Oh. <laughs> Okay, here's one you got excited about when I came into the room oh, with yes. the papers in my hand. Trog from 1970. Uh, that was the height of uh, Joan Crawford's career. It's her last role. Yes. It's her last on-screen appearance. Uh, yeah, it has to do with, like, a Neanderthal man <laughs> come to life. And and I've never actually seen a photo of a Neanderthal man, of right. course. Did you see the but, picture? Uh, yeah. Of course you yeah. did. Yeah. And and I'm going to say this is not how they look. Okay. <laughs> this is Joan Crawford is a scientist who discovers that a troglodyte is living in a in – a, uh, the missing link yes. basically is alive and well, and she trains him. She <laughs> tries to train him and domesticate him, and uh, I believe he commits suicide at the end of the film. And there's a little bit of like – it's like a We Belong Dead, a little bit oh, of a touch oh, of Frankenstein okay. and uh, – the Wikipedia describes it as, I almost said WikiLeaks, Wikipedia <laughs> describes it as a com- a combination of Frankenstein and King Kong, or, or saying it's a Frankenstein-King Kong mashup. Um, directed by, of all people, Freddie Francis, the cinematographer oh. of Cape Fear and uh, and Glory and wow. uh, Elephant Man. So it, it was not a proud moment for any of the no. people. Although Freddie Francis, was late Freddie Francis, best known as a cinematographer, but also directed Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. Oh, wow. And The Creeping Flesh. How about a movie called Tourist Trap with Chuck Connors? Uh, did that take place in a motel? Uh, it says, uh, I don't know. It says a man, lurid tale of a man who turns real people into mannequins for his ghoulish roadside attraction. A little bit of House of Wax. Yes. Yeah. 79. Yeah. And how about Werewolf of Washington with Dean Stockwell? I remember he turns into a werewolf on a plane at one point. Right. He's just, it's a, it's a. It's a satire. It's a satire. Uh, Washington Insider is bitten by a wolf. Um, There's a gypsy woman. Oh, <laughs> yes. Maria Ospenskaya yeah. type of a character. He's a press secretary, the apparently. The way you walk is thorny through no fault of your own. But as the river enters <laughs> the stream, oh, tears go on. To a predestined end. Beautiful. Find peace for a moment, my son. Beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. How many comics are still doing Maria Uspenskaya? <laughs> Not in, enough. In their acts. <laughs> <laughs> Is Franklin Ajay still out there yeah. doing Maria Uspenskaya? <laughs> That's brilliant. 
And then when we had Drew on the show, he tried to convince us that Chico Marx went on a date with Maria Ospensky. Oh, that, no, <laughs> that's the one I found out oh, about. Oh, was it you? Yes. Did that happen? It, I, it did it's happen. It's in the Muppet video that the yes. boys made of us. I was talking to Mark. Maxine Marx, uh-huh. Chico's daughter. And she told you this. And he said that Chico and Maria Ospenskaya went out to dinner together. <laughs> For what reason? God knows, but I picture her in the gypsy outfit and him in the pointed well, hat. She, <laughs> they went out in costume. And and she said, Maxine Mark said she was taking for a while acting lessons for Maria Ospinskaya. Wow. Because she came over with Stanislavski. Well, we had Marvin Kaplan on the show. He knew her. He knew yeah. Maria Ospinskaya. He worked with her. Oh, I yeah. think he studied with her. Yeah. So our last two are Willard, the original well, Willard. Willard, yeah. Now, do you have any memory of this? Uh, yeah. Also, Ernest Borgnine. And, and Elsa Lanchester. Oh, wow. And Sandra Locke. And, and uh, uh, what's his name who's always playing the nut? Uh, Bruce Davison. Bruce Davidson. Right, right, right. And uh, I remember that has that line where, uh, you know, of course, Ernest Borgnine's the bad guy. Right. And so Willard shows up. And Ernest Borgdine looks down, and there are rats circling him. And he goes, look at all those rats. And and uh, Willard goes, you made me hate myself. Well, now I like myself. <laughs> <laughs> My God, look at the rats. Mr. Martin, I have a number of things to tell you. First... You stole the business from my father. And second, it killed my mother. She died this morning, Willard, at 942 in my arms. And third, you're trying to ruin me. You hold up my sales department or even my shipping department one more time. Shut up, Willard. You, you made me hate myself. Well, I like myself now. I'm frightened. And that was then, uh, remember the sequel? Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the sequel? Ben. Yeah. Ben with the Michael ben, Jackson song. you're always running right. here and there. Right, in 72. <laughs> Willard was 71 and Ben was 72. Was was did, would, was Ben Davison, Bruce Davison, also the star of Ben? I don't think so, because right. I think he probably died at the end. Probably. Of, uh, yeah. He had to be punished. He probably... He probably got killed by the rats, I, if I remember I'm sure. It. Yeah. Doesn't Borgnine get eaten by the rats? Oh, so, of course. Of course. But he was the bad guy. Right. And then, of course, the guy who's, tra- you know, he was the one training the rats. And so, of course, the monster has to turn against him. Of course. And uh, then there was a remake in 2003 with Crispin Glover, who's perfect casting. Oh, my yeah, God. For, yeah. And the last two on here, I jumped. Uh, with the Wizard of Gore. Directed by the late uh, oh, uh, Her- uh, Herschel uh, Gordon yes, Lewis, who yes. just passed away, and uh, and one we've talked about on this show, and we'll wrap with this is the Wicker Man. Oh, with Christopher Lee and the weird sneakers. Oh yes, yeah. What, which is the most disturbing film I've ever seen? Now I've seen the Wizard of Gore, and yeah. I remember I saw another film, Montag called, the Magnificent, called Gore Gore Girls, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they said in one of his movies. A girl has her tongue ripped out. And so they got like, they went to a butcher shop and got a cow's tongue. And she had to keep that in her mouth. Wow. And and 
it went on for a while and they didn't have refrigeration. It was a low budget set and the tongue started turning rotten. So they would spray it with Lysol and put it back in the girl's oh, mouth. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it was not uh, an easy <laughs> shoot. Oh, God. All right. So if any of our listeners have good information or inside information or any good trivia on any of these, uh, I thought for sure you would know the asphics and be, ver- and be uh, yeah. intimately familiar with Bad Ronald or Killdozer. Wow. But we'll, do, we'll do an episode about uh, movies of the week. Oh, Because that's something that keeps coming up. And here's something I want to throw out to our listeners before we go. I'm trying to remember a horror movie from when I was a kid. And all I remember about it, all I remember about it was the opening scene. It was a young couple on the beach who's grabbed, and they're grabbed, they're seized by Satan worshipers and burned alive. Ooh. They're burned at the stake. Does anybody remember what this movie was? It's the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, Does it ring a bell? It's got Wicker Man kind of uh, kind of a feel to it. Very disturbing. Anyway, I saw it as a kid. I can't remember what it is. And if anybody out there knows, because this is what we rely upon our listeners to come up with this stuff. So that's it. Yeah. All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. An, and that's it for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. And we'll do an episode for, for Movies of the Week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsession. Sessions.